Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Skinny with Mike and Adam. This will be episode 0102. Uh, like I mentioned in our episode on Monday, we're going to be splitting our episode into two because of its length. Uh, this episode is going to be our full review of The Black Market by Rise Against. Uh, they just released their album on July 15th of last, that was last week. And uh, I hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, there's a link down below if you want to follow along and uh, listen to the album beforehand or listen to our review. Uh, but either way, please enjoy this episode and let us know your thoughts down below. Hey guys, so uh, like I mentioned in the beginning of this show, uh, one of the album, one of the pretty big albums actually that was released last week was uh, the Black Market grocery store. Black Market, yeah. <laughs> Is this getting racial now? No, I, I was going to say Black Parade because we were talking about the Black Parade earlier. <laughs> Just but, because it's in a poor neighborhood doesn't mean it's a Black Market. I'm Mike. sorry, the African American Market. By okay, Rise Against. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this was an album that I was a little trepidatious on. I think you were. I think you were kind of. Well, yeah, but I got a hand out. Do we want to give a, 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 a history of this band? Or? We'll do. We'll do a brief history, like okay. we do, like all of our big reviews. Because I just want to give out a quick fuck you to you, okay. Mike from the Skinny with Mike and Hi, Adam. That's me for your hatred of Endgame. It sucks. I want to give you a big fuck you, but it sucks in every orifice possible. Why? Did because you listen to it again. I realized that's a really good album because. Okay. I listened to it a lot back in 2011, and then I didn't listen to it (laughs) for three years. (laughs) Sure, sure. And I listened to it again, and I realized how much of it I liked. It's not that good. And I gave it a 9 out of 12. (gasps) So, fuck you and your podcast. And I'm out of here. Okay, bye. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) I've got nowhere else to go. Anyway, I was really surprised because in my mind, I've been thinking that I've hated that album this whole time. Okay. But it's a really good album. All right, so we can talk briefly about the history of uh, Rise Against. They're from Chicago, Charlotte, Illinois, and uh, uh, they came onto the scene in 2001 with the Unraveling, I believe. I think it was 2000. Was it 2000? Oh, I have the the release dates all right here anyway. Uh, Unraveling is 2001. Oh, fuck. Okay. So uh, that might be the re-release. I don't know, because I I know that they 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 released the Unraveling independently, and they got picked up by Fat Records. And then uh, I think it had a, they had like a re-release okay. for, for that one. So Hard this one, tell. so if you picked it up, it has an album art and stuff. Most likely that's the re-release. So this okay. is 2001 on Fat Records. Great album. Yeah, great. It's, it's almost it's like, like a punk masterpiece. It's punk to it's the just, punkish punk. That this is like what I put all punk up to. Yeah, it's got to be this. Album like if you're right. a fan of old AFI, you're gonna love like this. Yes, uh, and I was listening unraveling. to the Unraveling and old AFI at the same time for like. Two solid years. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are the, the only two bands, two bands that got you into like modern music. It's really sad. I finally got out of my grunge phase mm-hmm. with with Rise Against. So anyway, right. uh, so uh, following up there, uh, the unraveling was 2003's Revolutions Per Minute. And wow, this is- I've been one year off on all of these albums for so long. But thank you. Uh, Revolutions Per Minute came out 2003. That's when I got into this band. The first song I ever heard from Rise Against was Like the Angel, uh, which, which is, is track five, which is one of the best songs they've ever written. And I'm gonna. I think I'm. I think it's safe to say it's one of my favorite songs of all time. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear them on a Warp Tour compilation thing? The 2003 for... Warp Tour compilation. Okay. Yes. Cool. That's, uh, I picked that up at a local record store for five bucks. Best five Whoa. bucks I ever spent. Actually, nice. 
that was I, I would say that that was the most important record I've ever purchased in my life. That opened the door to all this new music I never heard before. Right. One of which was Price Against. Great fucking album. Pretty much like I think it's a heavier punk album than The Unraveling. It's much more punk, and it but it's also much more heartfelt, and it's also much more I think accessible than The Unraveling is. It's it's angry. It's anarchist and then they throw in a journey cover at the end yeah well i think what's most important too i think also when we're when we talk about rise against going forward both the unraveling and uh revolution per minute they're both very fun they are but they're angry they they're angry but they have this undertone to them like we're we, we we love what we're doing we you can hear it in the music in the musicianship we're having a great time this is what punk's all about you know, you know, I, 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 We're not putting ketchup on our hot dogs for a not reason. Yet. Yet. Yes. <laughs> not yet, exactly. Uh, I, I think so most we, people who got into Rise Against, I think they're, they they got into them from one or two records. One of them is Revolutions Per Minute, which is what I was yes. into. And, and then, then for the most, mainstream got into them with their follow-up. 2004's Siren Song of the Counterculture. Wow, and they came... I mean, these albums, it's basically... They recorded all of these songs together, you have as to well imagine, as yeah. all the ones that ended up on the B-Sides album that came out last year. Exactly. I mean, yeah. if they released these albums within a year of each other, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big chunk of music. And they blend together very well. It's, they do. it's not like they evolved from Revolutions Per Minute to Siren Culture. There's not much evolution music-wise, I think. There is a big jump between... like. Uh, but I think if you were to stretch it out, though, there is a big jump between Revolution Per Minute and where we're at now, the black well, market. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think they kind of ease into it. It's 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 a very it's a very soft evolution. They didn't I think. want to rape. No, they asked for our consent. <laughs> we gave it to them, and they eased it in with right. a little bit of excitement, protection as well, protection, yeah. penetration. <laughs> Most people might be uh, familiar by this band by their song Swing Life Away which is the worst song in the which entire world which is the worst song they've ever written how I did think. it become a single uh, because I believe this is their first major label debut fuck that on Geffen Records fuck and that I think I believe Geffen Records might have fuck Geffen like, every time I hear from Rise Against from 2004 on I always imagine there's the band right in the foreground and right behind them is this big fat businessman smoking a cigar <laughs> where's Swing Life Away part 4 <laughs> exactly <laughs> And that sucks because they kind of followed up the follow the albums after that with at least they've one had to song. have like it feels like they had a mandatory Until song. Endgame. Okay. No fucking acoustic shitty song on Endgame. That is a factual statement. So yes. fuck you that album rules. <laughs> Just because it didn't have a mandatory right. fucking acoustic. <laughs> right. There's a couple tracks on there that are not listenable. But the, the lead single on Siren Song of the Counterculture was Give It All. It did moderately well. Wow. I it thought got, Life Less Frightening would have been a bigger single. but It, anyway. it, it was the lead single. Oh, okay. So oh, I, if, it, it, right out the gate, Give It All was like the lead single to the mainstream. Uh, uh, I want to say that Life Less Frightening was the second single, okay. and then Swing Life Away was like the breakout hit. Because I, I would hear that one on K-Rock out here and just yeah, be yeah. like, oh, this is another indie acoustic band that's trying yes. to make it big right and now. And that's what pissed me off and so much, because that, that song that, was everywhere. And people don't understand that that was a punk band doing right. that. And I remember at the end of hearing it on K-Rock, the DJ said, you know, wow, that's a very soft song for a band that doesn't usually write soft songs. Right. And I thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, maybe they're one of those really annoying rock bands that I'll, I'll hate and never, ever listen to in my life. Yeah. But that didn't happen. We, we've, I think you went through a period of hating them. Rightfully so, though. 
Well, not hating them. I think being more meh on them. Yes. Yeah. After Endgame. Until now. 2014. <laughs> but, okay, so The Suffer and The Witness. And this is your introduction to them. This is right. 2006. This was when I... Because I was going through this phase in my music career where I was like, I have to hear at least two singles on the radio from a band and I have to like both of those singles because the radio I'll, is a trusted source be, of quality right, music before I'll actually go out and spend my $18 yes. on an album. So the suffer and the witness came out and I heard ready to fall and I was like, Oh, I like that song. And then prayer of the refugee prayer of the refugee. I was, I was more meh on that song. And then, but, um, the good left undone. Yes, that song. That's a pretty good song, I think. That song really, I kept on hearing it and hearing it, and I'm like, I'm not getting sick of this song, even though I'm hearing it too much on the radio. I'm going to go fucking buy this album. I'm going to introduce myself to this band. In my opinion, this is right when Rise Against started to become a little bit too preachy. It did. Some of the fun to is starting to get po- sucked out. Political, yeah, I guess they were. They had political elements in Revolutions Per Minute, a not so much them, yes. in uh, Unraveling. Song. Well, Siren Song oh, did have uh, some unraveled. political stuff too. Like Life Less, Life Less Frightening is like totally a political song. Uh, but uh, I think starting to suffer in a witness and going forward, it just started to become more and more prevalent up to the foreground, and, and it, to the point where it's almost too preachy, and it's like just becomes annoying, and all the fun has been taken out I of it. I did not hear as much political with this album. Okay, the fact that Ready to Fall, the video for that song. It's They're just a standing on rooftops, ready to fall. Animals being murdered in, you know, well, butcher that, shops. Isn't that Prayer of the Refugee? Because no, isn't that the one where ready to fall? Prayer of the Refugee. Yeah, isn't that the one where they're on the. Uh, they're in the grocery store and they're like standing oh, on the God. fucking aisles and like, oh, everyone needs to eat vegan now. Like, I, oh, fuck you, dude. I think after I saw I the Ready animal to Fall thing. video, I decided never to watch another <laughs> video for this band again. <laughs> which is which is a good which is which is good for you, yeah. So like, I bought. I can vividly remember taking my car to Toyota for an oil change and walking to Target. To buy the Suffer and the Witness. How much did that run you? It was seriously eighteen dollars, and I put it in my car after I after my car was done, and like I just fell in love with that album so much, and I still love it to this day. That's an interesting and perspective. Too, I, I, I didn't to... think it was too preachy. I thought it was like the heaviest album I'd ever heard at that moment, okay. which was great. But I liked it. I usually was thinking, oh, you know, stuff that's super heavy, like it's too heavy for me. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to like it too much. But this band crossed that barrier for me. Yeah, this was your introduction to the punk world. I don't know if I had started with the unraveling and been following them this whole time. It would have what been my it, perspective would have been. Yeah, I wonder what your. It's, it's it's interesting to have have you have you drop into this band's career like right in, in the, the middle, middle of their career. Exactly. Uh, and then I went backwards and loved everything. Right, and then right at that moment, appeal appeal to reason came out. Two thousand eight's appeal to reason, and Which Mike cre- and I bonded. We became friends over this album. Yes, this album means a lot to me. It does. God damn it. it. And I still, I mean, I, I can remember, I remember liking it a lot when I first listened to it. But I think, you know, success uh, going forward, I think I've started to sort of listen to all the the album's faults. I'm starting to like it a little bit less and less. There's some faults, and I think the biggest fault was the video for Savior. Oh yeah, <laughs> the most, <laughs> the preachiest motherfucking song they've ever written, by the way. For Savior? No wait. No, is that the wait? No, Hero of War. I'm thinking of. Never mind. Oh God, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but um, Savior, yes, Savior is a great song. 
um, it, I, it stood out on this album so much, like right off the bat. It is and then like the video. The then point. I was like, oh, they're going to release it as a single. This band is going to blow up now. And for some reason, I thought that was a good idea at the time. <laughs> um, and then it's all just a bunch of plushies moshing. Yes, and which is the weirdest fucking on a fucking like like I thought they were train. on mushrooms or something when they were when <laughs> like why would you try to kill a song that is this good? Yeah, there's um, another there's another video. Uh, I think it's. Um, Audience of one, I think. Oh yeah, that's that's a very political one. Yeah, I just think showing like a, a young a, boy who looks very similar to, to Mr. A certain W. Bush. Yeah, and he's playing like war on like a big yes. table or something. I don't care for that song very much. It's, a, it's okay, meh. but there's, there's a some lot of standouts like, on there. There's a lot of songs on this album. that's like meh, whatever. Savior was really good. And of course, um, there's Hero of War. That, I fucking hate that song. song. If we can just go back to Suffer in the Witness real quick, there's there there is like a soft acoustic song on there. Yes, that's Roadside, right? I Suffer think in the so. Witness. The one yeah, with Roadside. the with the female voice yes. on. I still don't know who that. Me at the yeah. Roadside. Still a great song. It's an okay song. I, yeah, I think. I, I think great. the hook is. I think the hook mixes, miss, misses the mark. I think the the guitar riff is okay. It's not acoustic. It is at least plugged in, but yes, it's in it a is. very, you know, it's just me by myself with yeah, my, it's a very mellow song. with my electric guitar. But Hero of War fucking sucks. I yeah. hate that song so much. It's, <laughs> it's like it's, we it's get it. Written. We get it. The war has been going on for five years. We know that it's bad. Well, There's it's nothing not, we can not do not so about much, it. So shut the fuck up. It's not so much an anti-war. It is an anti-war song, but it's more of a. It comes across like all soldiers are fucking murderers and right. pigs. Right. Yeah. Which they are. Which I'm very <laughs> anti-war too, but like that's not the case, guy. Like soldiers are there to do their job. Yeah, you might not agree with what they're doing, but they're there to. They took there. off his clothes. They pissed in his hands. Yeah, I told them to stop, but then, then I, I joined, joined in. in. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! I always like I just had to start skipping over that song. Yeah, it's like no, I remember. I remember when when uh, uh, Appeal to Reason came out. This is still during the MySpace days. And I just happened to be on Rise Against MySpace, and they had a little comment section there. Mm -hmm. There was a soldier Uh, who commented. It was a very top comment. said, your song, Hero of War, fucking kills me. Fucking kills me. Right. In all caps. Right. And I read an Amazon review of a soldier who said something similar to that, Yeah. With a little bit more detail. We're all not like this. Yeah. And it it comes across that, like, he's just hating on all soldiers. And it's a very, you know, it's a a black, it's not a black and white issue, man. There's a lot of There were some soldiers that pissed in their hands. And there there, there were, and I'm I'm not uh, not disagreeing with that, but that's a very small percentage of, you know, of, of, of American soldiers. But what if you accidentally kill a woman? Who... Raised the flag. We raised the flag. The flag was white. It was white. Snow. <laughs> oh, God. You killed an Edison Berlin. Oh, my God. You make me feel too much. And then it goes right into Savior, and you're like, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> Yay, I forgot all about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 2011 was uh, Endgame. Right. Which like, initially, Adam and I both thought was meh. Yeah. Definitely Adam, moving uh, Adam, away from what they once were. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you listen to this, and it's like, it's good but it's definitely not the punk band that you it's not wanted. what you expected it to be right, right? i mean it, it, i think their past music you know they, they it was put up on a pedestal i think maybe unfairly maybe rightfully so but uh at this point they, I, I, they feel like they need to be the band that continues to make that statement 
mm-hmm. of this is who we are and you're going to eat vegan and we don't want and it comes we don't want gay kids to want to kill themselves yeah. and it's like okay we get it but that song still sucks balls you don't like september's children no i don't no i think it's an okay song i thought it was called make, make it, it stop. stop it's oh, okay parentheses september's children yeah that was one of the three that i'm like no okay um architects or yeah, Architects is, is Architects a, is a I good – I think it's a good enough it's, intro. It's good enough. Well, And then there's another song in there called – Help me. I don't like that song Survivor Guilt. Okay. I don't remember how that song goes. That song it, – it, it, you could tell that it was almost there. It's the one that has the spoken word thing in the background from some movie that I've never been able oh, to find yeah, out what it was. Okay. I know what it sounds. It's like I remember kind of liking that song initially, but no, it's it sounds too much. It sounds exactly like "Make It Stop." It's really the same hook and everything, but um, but then like the rest of the album really closes well. It's really surprising. It's not the same stuff. By I did any means. listen to the entire uh, discography of Rise Against this past week just to prepare for the review, wow. and I did get into right Endgame, and I do remember thinking, "Am I am I being unfair to this?" Because I didn't listen to it too much, and that's and what I, I felt too. Did listen to it, and I still feel the same way. I, I I don't think it's very strong. Some of the lyrics are just half-handed. It's not as good. If I give it a nine out of twelve, that's like my still my least favorite Rise Against album. Because every other of their albums, like I would give like close to perfect scores on, oh, maybe okay. just like one, maybe two songs that I didn't care for. We kind of briefly reviewed uh, long forgotten songs uh, on the show Last a year. while ago. They so. were in my honorable mentions. Yeah, so I think both of us just were just felt like, what the fuck? I was I, I enjoyed listening to the ones that you could tell were from the early days, right? Yeah, and then you could tell the ones that were from the later days. <laughs> Some of them were very bad covers. Uh, yeah, the covers it, so it's very crazy. forgettable. So if, I mean, but, I, but I Gethsemane, which is a bonus track from yes. Unraveling, is like the greatest of their songs. And there's another one called Join the Ranks that's a fucking awesome bonus track as well. But I can't recommend this to anybody other than super hardcore Rise Against fans. Right. Like yes. Yeah. Uh, then they also released uh, the 10 year anniversary of. Uh, uh, Revolutions per minute, and we did an again, entire podcast based on revolutions per minute. Yeah, <laughs> again, some of yeah, these demos is, are kind of rough. It, it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's just not mastered. Yeah, they're they're kind of rough demos. Yeah, so that, that's uh, and cool. then finally here we are, 2014, the, right. the black market. We're going to start off with track Fire one, it. the great Oop. die off. So right away, I'm I'm already sensing architects. Yeah, a little bit. It's not kind of a man. It's kind of a not a very strong intro. Not the strongest of intros, which I fucking hate because they seem to be doing that a lot lately. So they, they're going back to like the you know the, the fast drumming. I think they they, they kind of stopped doing that after like Siren Song. True. This is much more of a suffer in the witness. A There's little a bit, couple yeah. of tracks on Appeal to Reason that are fast like this. A little bit, yeah. But it, it back in the early days, they used to you know, rely heavily on that. They used to be very very punk. Right. And I, I feel like sometimes I'm being unfair to Rise Against because, like, oh, it's not punk enough. Like, <laughs> uh, they don't have to be punk and right. everything, but I, I just feel you let them I, evolve as a band in a sense. Well, I don't think this is an, this is an evolution. I just feel like it's it's more of a regression. I don't because some of the songs song, are just this not song very is a regression. Yeah, this song most of a lot of newer stuff is just not very it's not written very well. I, it's I, not as hooky, nearly, right. as a lot of their earlier stuff either, which hurts. None of the stuff, a lot of the stuff is not very memorable, and you know, I can, I can vividly remember lots of the songs from Revolutions and, and Siren Song, even, their first major. Uh, 
But we'll talk more about the rest of the tracks. All right. I mean, there's definitely some standouts on here. So, so far... It's not a very good opener. Right, the great <laughs> die-off. Not very memorable. Not right. a very good intro. Doesn't really get you hyped up. Uh, number two, I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore. And this is their first single. Single number one. And it definitely sounds like a Rise Against single. It, it I, sounds... I feel like I've heard this riff before. True. More appeal to reason or more suffer in the I'm going to say appeal to reason. Okay. Yeah. And they had a great success with that album, so they, <laughs> they got to do what... <laughs> Why not, right? They know that works. The, the big fat guy with the cigar is telling me, I want another appeal to reason song. <laughs> song album's all gangbusters. Hero of war rules. <laughs> hey, hey, soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> soldiers. A soldier cut in front of me in line once. Write a whole song about shitting on soldiers. <laughs> Oh, Thank you, you think not of, uh, for your service. <laughs> what do you think of I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore? So when they released this song, I remember posting, I think I'm okay with this. Okay. Right? And you posted back, you're much more forgiving than I am. I don't like this song at all. This song grew on me. It's pretty good. I don't like the chorus. I think... I think that, I think that, I think this is kind of very formulaic. Makes me want to dance with my butt. Yeah? <laughs> your butt butt? My butt butt in the butt. See, I don't like this chorus. It's not... Yeah. It's not... This is the second song in a row that they drop out at the beginning of the yeah. chorus. See, again, it's more formulaic stuff, man. I mean, this, was, this part is okay. It, it, when the chorus hits, I'm like, okay, now I like it. But I can't like half a chorus. <laughs> and the, this, this AAA rhyming scheme, it doesn't really work. I don't know. AAA. Yeah. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. You prefer more ABAB. I, I, I just prefer good songwriting. I don't, I, I just, Abba, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is, it just seems like a lazy song. It just seems kind of by the it's numbers. It's not a good first single. That's no, for sure. not really. Uh, Tragedy Plus Time is track three. So now we're getting into some more hooky guitar stuff. Yeah, it looks like they're trying at least. Right. A little bit softer side, a little bit more mainstream. Some gaslight anthem, yeah, guitar riffs in there, and <laughs> song was also co-written by Brian Fallon. Of course, yeah. why wouldn't it be? So I remember, I think I like this song. I think the intro is going on a little bit too long. It's a long intro. Yeah, yeah I don't remember a damn thing about this song. <laughs> the chorus is good. I've that, listened that's, to this. That's something that is inconsistent about this album. I've is listened to this album like the... maybe a six or seven times, mm -hmm. and I'm having a hard time, you know bringing this one to memory whether or not I liked it or not which most likely means I didn't like it this one is good I, I feel like it's it's a little bit more backgroundy but it's it like it's a safe enough song to not alienate the people who are like oh Endgame's a great album this is my first introduction to Rise mm -hmm. Against and I'm never going to listen to any previous albums because I'm 13 years oh, old. Oh, I don't need to. Right, exactly. Because all are my, expensive. All my friends say that, that the first albums aren't worth listening to. Yeah, they're too heavy. Right. <laughs> yeah, the chorus is okay. It's hooky enough. I, I think about, I, you know, it sounds like I'm shitting on Rise Against a lot, but like, Stop I wouldn't say most of their songs are bad. They're just not that great. They're just kind of average. Enough. Yeah. They're good enough. Yeah. Especially as much music as I consume, you know, it's it, it's hard for me to give a pass to a song that's just kind of meh. Uh, this is track four, The Black Market. The title track. Yes. Now, this song has a very dangerous transition from verse to chorus. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to it whenever it comes around. It took me a long time to figure out what the fuck they were doing. There's a really awkward 
uh, Tempo Change. I do remember this track, yes. Uh, we're four tracks in, man, and I'm still not impressed. We're like a quarter of, we're, we're a quarter of the way in. Well, if, you, if, 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 you're, if you're expecting the band to change your life like they did back in 2003. 11 years ago, goddammit. I know. They don't, they're not going to keep changing your life every single time. Hmm. Well, this is album number seven for them too, right? Yes. Yeah. If you don't, we, unless you count the, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna the B sides. No, I'm not going to count that. No. So, so is, is this where the chorus is coming in? No, not yet. It, it really is jarring. We'll get to it. Falling on my knees right now. I kind of like the it's chorus. A, it, I really have to give this song a pass. Yeah. But it took me several listens <laughs> to not be like, what the, wh- wh- where did the chorus come from? It's, it's like, a lot of bands do that, though. I mean, not as violently as that. It's not, it's not like it goes from 4 4 to 3. It's like, it's like a first among the fallen transition. Ah. If you think about it, where it took some time <laughs> to let it ease in, like a lubricated I think they just condom. Go, I, just, I think they just went. I think they just went half a half a beat down. It's not. It's not like too. They, I don't. They, th- they they did cut it down, but I think yeah. having it stop completely and then go into a half half beat just is jarring to the listener. I get it now because I'm I'm expecting it. Okay. But the first few times when you're not expecting it is just like. Oh, this, this track's broken. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this song sucks balls, and then this my song, CD is skipping. All of a sudden, you're just like, oh wait, this is a really good chorus. Okay, well, cool. Go for the black market. I believe track five here, the eco terrorist. In the, and I this one, this is the second can, can we start moshing now? This is pretty heavy. I'm, I'm gonna like knock over your fucking water because mm-hmm. the song fucking rules. I remember uh, when they released this song a couple months ago or a few weeks ago. I can't remember when, but uh, I, I immediately posted it on my good friend Adam's page, and I said, "Holy shit, this sounds like the suffering I know. Of the witness." I'm like, "Wait, I'm gonna have to listen to it when I'm not on my work computer <laughs> because this computer sucks." <laughs> but, but yeah, this is this reminds me of Kotov syndrome. Yeah, a little bit. Appeal to reason, which is like my favorite track it's, on that it's, album. It's almost plagiarism. <laughs> it, it sounds like bricks from yeah. "Suffering the Witness," which is one of my favorite songs of theirs, and everything from the albums prior to that, which was my favorite. But yeah, this is a great chorus, by the way. It's unfortunately, I think this is probably my favorite song on this album, and it's also the shortest. <laughs> uh, it's only two forty-two. I mean, this is fucking great. They see this is how you cut a, a tempo in half. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it works. So you like when the tempo changes in the guitars, but not the drums. And, and I mean, they do the tempo changes a lot. Yeah. The tempo changes are on the drums. Yeah. But they they do that a lot. That's what this band is known for. It was just it was jarring on the black market. Okay, it was just a little too much. This time it was perfect. Really kicks you in the ass. Well, it doesn't. It, it's it doesn't a little slow bit of a plagiarizing, plagiarization. Plagiarization. Is it plagiarizing when you're plagiarizing your own music, though? I was, <laughs> the the chorus plagiarizes some Alexis is on fire. Alexis on fire. It does. Wait until you, you can kind of hear it. When it all comes down. Okay, maybe not yet. Do 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 do. Right here. This chorus. The other chorus. Ah oh, crap! No. Okay, sorry. It's only on the first chorus. Sorry. <laughs> Before they go well, into the bridge. To, I have to. Listen. So is it? There's 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 like newer. You know, there's a post chorus there, that sounds very much like Alexis on fire. Okay, I'll have but to it, check I that like out. I like it. I like it. It's just one of those things where you hear it and you're like, oh, I've heard this before. <laughs> so uh, track six is sudden life. Unfortunately, this, we have to leave the ego terrace in me to go right. to this, this song. This song is total and utter filler. 
Yes, There's, it is. This is like the audience of one. Yeah. This is a song that they wrote in six hours and just put it on the less record. Than that. Yeah. <laughs> has to be less than that. See? They stole that from another Rise Against song right there. Right. That sounds... Oh my god, this sounds so fucking 90s. This is probably going to be the next single, I'm afraid. Because th- this is kind of what this band is getting popular for. Which is great that they released the eco-terrorist... Eco-terrorist in me? In me? Yeah. Um, like, that's not a Rise Against single. So I'm really happy that they chose that as a single for once. Um, but this song, no. This is pure and utter filler. I can oh, give a pass dude, to a lot like of the beginning. So late 80s and everything. But this fucking... <laughs> Let's, let's wait until the chorus hits. Let's give it at least one chorus. Oh, Jesus. We have to. It makes you want to just cringe in your toiletry bag. <laughs> just keeps going and going. So, so far, not a very favorable, favorable move. We're like halfway through. Oh, Jesus. Walking into the The record nope. label definitely wrote that album for them. Uh, that the wrote that song I, oh, for them. giant boners oh, everywhere. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, the be- a beautiful indifference is track seven. Now this is another one that took me a while to really kind of start to like. Uh huh. It's another kind of boring verse, but pretty good chorus. Okay. Good I transition kinda, from the. Two. I kind of dig the verse. It's not too boring. It is it, kind of it formulaic, though. It, it doesn't like suck you in right away. But I still think that the chorus is pretty okay. hooky. So you know, the more I put it together with the pieces. It's like, oh, okay. This, yes. this song's working. This song's working. Unfortunately, the version of this song that you gave me is missing the last two seconds. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand it too. I'll, I'll give you the actual tempo okay. change on yeah. the chorus here. And that's okay. Not too jarring, though. Yeah. I think this is just the pre chorus. It is. They do really long pre choruses. Wow, I'm noticing a theme with going into the chorus. Let's have a quick pause and jump in. (laughs) You know why they do that? Because they don't have a fucking idea how how to write their chorus. So they just kind of like, okay, we'll just stop it right here and then go into the new verse. It's it's taking a guitar riff and and another riff. Yes, and just blending them together. Not necessarily where they belong. They happen to be in the same key, oddly enough. Exactly. So, I mean, that's just... Kind of lazy songwriting. That's kind of what Rise Against does, though. They haven't done that for, for a long, for like ever though. That's more of a Geffen record. It's it's really more. Thing. It's it's a hook. It's something that definitely makes you go. Yeah, it definitely just draws your attention draws to what they're attention. doing. But it, it, it's it's still a, a lazy songwriting, hook. and they've done that for what five songs out of seven or so far. I know <laughs> it's not. Uh. So I do like this song. All right, gives a pass from you. Methadone is track eight. All right, so this is something different. It is. It's I bet you there won't be a pause going into the chorus here. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> we'll find out when we get to the chorus. But this song I really enjoy. Okay. It's a good, wh- wh- it's not what a do you bad, feel about it? It's not a bad song. It's not going to be a single, even though I think it's like probably besides Romeo Eco-Terrors. and Juliet. Uh, Romeo oh, and Juliet. You got you to gotta rhyme that into an yeah. album anyway. <laughs> Always. This it's, is one of those those Rise Against songs that I would like enjoy, but it would never get popular for them. It sounds like it should be a single, too. It's, it, it does. It's, it has. It has all the. It has all the pieces. But they're like, nope. Sudden life. <laughs> That's the big money right yeah, there. That's right. <laughs> so are they, they're still on Geffen. No, they were on. They're, now they're on Interscope. 
that's really hooky. That's a good chorus. And there was a pause there before the yeah. chorus. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> now I just want to throw this album in the trash. <laughs> it's no end game. Uh, no, track nine is zero visibility. Throwaway track. Total throwaway track number two. Ooh, back to some classic rock right here. 1988 called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, this reminds me of the song that Cameron and I used to do. <laughs> kind of kind of back in his That's distorted Cameron from his old days. band, Abolition, by the way. Hi. Saw him over the weekend. Oh, you did? Yeah. For he two went seconds. to the wedding? Yeah. And then they didn't come to the reception. Oh. So, don't know why. I'm sure he's... I'm sure he really respects your friendship. <laughs> anyway, zero visibility. He's not right? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> the song is not. The song like is another just killer of the Low, album. Yeah, it's, it's a, like it's beautiful a, indifference, methadone. I'm like, yeah, this is getting better, and then <laughs> die. There's death. your tempo change. <laughs> Lame chorus, very forgettable verse. There's not really much on this track that I can. This is what like. A bad TFAF song would have been, I feel. Yeah, because I, I could if, have. If we stuck with Johnny as the as the guitarist, Ooh. I think it's probably what we, what we would have maybe, come up with. Maybe. So or I, Mark too. Mark Mark likes to write little, bang, like little strong little hmm. chords like that. Anyway, throw away abolition. Throw away number six. Uh, number nine. A week too long is track number ten. Now this is where it starts to, to come up a little bit. This is a kind of a bit. cool song. We're, we're coming to the end of the album soon. Back to the uh, high tempo stuff, which I think they need to just do more of. Like, let's do. get rid of all the slow stuff. Let's just make a bunch of EPs. With I would this kind of really stuff. like Rise Against to get off of a major label because I really think that they're kind of holding. Albums back. are they? Th- this is album number six on this label. Let's see, Black Market. Their only, their only independent stuff is their first two. Okay, so Siren Song was their first major Siren label. Song was so this on This is number Geffen. five. Uh, Suffer Under Witness was on Geffen. Appeal to Reason was on Interscope. Endgame oh. was on Interscope. And now uh, Black Market's on Interscope. Yeah. So this is the third Interscope album. They're never going to want to go back to not being on a major label? Well, Do you think they're the, just kind of the there? The thing is, is that uh, vegan shoes are very expensive. So they need <laughs> a record label... That can support them Wait, to course. buy. Another pause. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I was really giving this this album a pass until every single chorus had a pause. <laughs> Again, it's the lazy songwriting. Now. God, it's, it's, uh, at the least chorus they, is okay. they they threw in some hooks. Yeah, but the chorus is okay. The verse I, is good too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give this song a pass. Of course. Yeah. So let's get to the second to last song. This is track eleven. People live here. This so is here's a slow song, man. Back to okay. So I, right when I heard it start, I was just like, okay, fuck you, Heroes of War. Fuck you, Swing Life Away. My God is better than yours. And then the second track, second verse. My gun verse. is bigger than yours. Right. Yeah. Now, this is your anti-war song. Man. Anti-war, anti-gun. Anti-gun. Yes, political. Yeah. Again, they're starting. They continue to say we have all of this, this attention. So let's make a statement about something. But I wonder if it's just the label saying, "Hey, you guys." Why would the label <sighs> want controversy? Because it because it draws attention to the album. It got it. It, 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 it makes money. But this band is already gonna. This, they already have their niche. They're gonna probably that's, that's go to number thing, one. Though. I think right? they. I think that. I think their niche is what make, is what gets them record sales. Okay. I think if a record label would say, "Hey, 
Where's your anti-war song? Because that's what sells records, man. No, Hero of War did not sell records for them on Appeal, Appeal to, to Reason. Reason did a lot. But that's because of Savior. <laughs> that's not because of Hero to War, even though that was a single. That's true, yeah. Reeducation Through Labor was a good song. That but I think that they... I think, I think they... That album. I, I, again, I'm not in this band, so I don't know, but I feel like they're stuck in this, uh, you know... Endgame did not have an acoustic song, but they had plenty of loud, weird political songs. Yeah, exactly. But I, I feel like they're, 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 they're stuck in this, uh, this little holding pattern where they, uh, they really feel like they have to just push this political message. They have to push this political message, this PETA message. I this, know, I know. I, I, think, I feel like they can't write At least normal songs anymore. So are we, do we have to wait for the side projects? No. Oh, well, yeah, the side projects, yeah. Probably. Either way, I like this song. You like this song? I like that song oh, okay. quite a bit. Is this your only soft Rise Against song that you Pretty like? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. I, I, I kept on listening to it and like, okay, it's their political one, whatever. It's it's still a good song to listen okay. to. Not because I'm getting sucked into like, yeah, fuck you with your guns and your... and your. We've been at war long enough, damn right. it. I'm just like, okay, they wrote a... a, a Acoustic hippie song, like, and it was it was fun to listen to. It had a good hook. To it, it was the least offensive of their, uh, right. and, and I mean that not not like their subject matter. I mean like musically, it's their this least time, offensive. This time they wrote about coffins full of kindergartners. Yes, which everyone can relate to. Yeah. So remember when that know. happened last year? Yeah, Yay. we forgot about it because that's what we do as a culture. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but Rise Against was there to remind us once again and bring us back down. To be like, oh, that sucks. Kids should not be killed. But don't tell soldiers that they're doing a bad job. No, <laughs> they're doing a good job. <laughs> So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, rise against your inconsistent messaging. Uh, this is Through track 12, Bridges. This is the final track. I hate this song. This song sucks. Yeah. I hate this song. <laughs> it was a terrible end to the album. It's really weird to, like, I was just envisioning all the construction workers, like, I built this bridge, and now I have to live under it. Oh. <laughs> Remember when I had a job? <laughs> <laughs> I built my home. Uh, I feel like People Live Here should have been the final track. I feel that like. probably would have ended it well. I feel like Bridges belongs somewhere in the middle where all the other throwaway shit is. Uh, yes. I mean, if I had to rearrange no, this the stuff, middle was like the good part of this album. It was the bookends that, I don't know. They'll probably throw know. this at like track three or something, track four. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I feel like people live here. What probably would have made me feel a lot better about um, the black market as a whole. But unfortunately, it ended on Bridges, and uh, it was a very weak track, very throwaway. And There's it really a lot of throwaways ends... In this. Abruptly, I don't know if it you want to like just go to the last twenty seconds yes. of the song and. So this is the last. This is the last ten seconds here. Mm-mm. I'm having a good time with you, Rise Against. I hope you'll never leave me. Oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's one of the. <laughs> It's just like, oh shit! I got to pick up my iPod now. I was really like, you're just starting to get into it, and then it ends, and it kills it. At least the song itself, just for the song, uh, song's sake, it ends pretty well. But it doesn't give me. The, it's not strong enough to give me, uh, give it a pass, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Adam, uh, what did you think <sighs> of uh, the so black market? If I ended up giving Endgame a nine out of twelve, I'm giving the black market my new least favorite Rise Ooh. Against album. Um, there is a handful of songs on there that I can dig. Eco-terrorist. Um, People Live Here, you gave a pass to. People Live Here. Methadone was a good song. Mm-hmm. A Beautiful Indifference was a good song. I enjoyed um, The Black Market as okay. well. So, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that needs to be worked there's upon There's a lot here. of stuff that they wrote in like a couple hours. I know. And, uh, 
I I, I originally had given this like an eight out of twelve. Wow. But I'm thinking I might delete that by maybe two. Okay. Ish. So somewhere between 12. a six to an eight out of twelve. Do you see yourself changing your mind in the future? Well, maybe we'll three see. years down the line. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, because right now I I still feel like we get sucked into the hype because mm-hmm. we're like okay see, i wasn't that out. hyped about that because i've been kind of down thing on happened them with issues you know like i listened to that album after you told me hey give it another listen well you didn't tell me you just said you'd been listening to it yes and it's been growing on you and then i listened to it again and i was like this album's not that bad right yeah so i'm thinking Maybe like I'm, repeated listens we'll get used I'm, to it a little I'm, more I, yeah and i'm thinking i'm just hyping it too much at the very beginning because it's the week that it came out and i'm just like it's expectations are high we always have this hope with rise against that this is the one. This is the one that'll recapture the magic and the fun of their original album. Because that, that, that's, that's, I think that's, I think it's my main issue with uh, Rise Against. Is they've lost the fun. You can you can have any political message you have. You can you can market yourself as whatever kind of band you want. But as long as your music is fun to listen to, I think it's especially you, you're in the punk scene. Punk on top of everything is not the punk scene. Well, they they're a punk band. They're a main they're as punk-ish. much of a mainstream punk band. They're a rock band that throws in a couple of punk songs. They're they're a punk band the same way American Idiot is a punk record. I guess. I never thought that was a punk record by any means. <laughs> exactly because it's a you know, great, great, great album. Uh, Green Day used to be a punk band. That's <laughs> yes, yeah. it's a great. Okay, we'll get we, we can talk about American Idiot another time. That's another subject but, for another day. Yeah. Yes. Um, I feel yeah, but I think for like three records now, they just kind of lost the fun. But when I listen to a Rise Against album, I mean, I really it becomes a part of my everyday life. So I'm going to keep on listening to it. You have a very get back to you in December relationship with this band. They touched me in a way that only few people have. That you and your <laughs> uncle, that only a few records and your uncle James have touched you. Right. Good thing we had him put away for attempted rape. <laughs> um, but you know, they, I, I let this band kind of infiltrate my soul. Yeah, I'm going to keep listening to this. Um, right now, I'm not feeling it. Uh, I'm going to be generous and say a C minus. Uh, it's not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling it right now. But like, so technically, you would give it an eight out of twelve as well. Because technically, that's, that's a seventy percent. <laughs> technically, but I, uh, as a whole, I think I would give. See, I don't. I, I don't really. I don't really like to rank things like numerically like I you know. do. But the, I just kind of like. I like to judge this album on its own. On its own, I, I really try to block out the block out the past. Block out you know the albums of its peers. Mm-hmm. I, I really try to. Uh, uh, review an album just on its own merits and i think a c minus is a fair grade for this i would recommend it to people who are just getting into like heavy punk music i can't imagine people who have been listening to punk for a long time would really feel this record and unfortunately i'm basing a lot of my later opinions of them on one particular 12 year old that i talked to who was wearing a rise against shirt and he had only listened to endgame that's interesting and you know I was just sitting there thinking, like, well, maybe he's a closeted homosexual, and what? <laughs> and he's oh, of he's identifying <laughs> with make it stop. Gay kids don't kill yourself because he was saying like, oh, that band is making me like have better feelings about my life and oh. things like that. And I was like, oh, have you listened to any of their earlier stuff? He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got so, this great. I got this great song about soldiers that you should listen oh to. <laughs> Do you hate America? <laughs> well, Rise Against is the band for you. They want kids to live, but they want America to die. 
Yeah, soldiers especially. Right. So <laughs> they piss in people's hands. And and pretty much a lot of other teenagers that I talked to who were like, "Oh, rise against rules," hadn't heard anything prior to suffer in the witness. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I felt really hurt by that. So I'm, I'm wondering if the band is now targeting that demographic of newer fans mm. who only picked up on them after they got super famous. Us cynical music lovers. Old-timers. Yeah. Right. Or they're kind of moving away from us, I guess. Either that or we just have to get out of their way and let them evolve as the artists that they are. Not evolving. <laughs> I really, I really, I, I, I don't like to shit on all major labels because, you know, not all major labels are bad, but uh, I really feel like this major label is kind of holding them back. I really feel like they have to they, they present their ideas to whoever their fucking A&R guy is. And I still, I, I don't know if, if major labels really want bands to be that controversial. I really mm-hmm. don't think that is because independent labels are like, fuck yeah, be controversial. We need to make a name for ourselves. Independent labels, I think, are like, you just do whatever you want. You do, you, you, make, yeah. you make a name for yourself however you want. And major labels are like, we don't need any bad publicity because it looks bad for us. Because we are so afraid is of our image being though? tarnished. Because, I mean, like, it's, 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 it's stuff that you know liberal uh news stuff new news people n- news stations this already report on depends on There's who else is on interscope there. there are too many soldiers out is, there is miley cyrus on interscope she might be i don't know she's on whatever the fuck robin I mean, thick is he on interscope there's plenty of uh you know mainstream uh, even especially pop artists nowadays are you know controversial right and they're signed to major labels right so i mean it's not like it's not like this uh, it's not it's not like rise against but it, like not in a political black. way well, it's not in, like, a, in a you know prepubescent barely legal porny way like that's that's what's happening with those other controversial people okay no no well, they're they're being controversial in a sexual way though but i think that's more you know accepted look at freaking hank williams getting fired from monday night football yeah for saying obama was a nazi mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> well that's a that's, I mean, if that's, rise against were to ever say obama was a nazi then i think they'd have fucking problems i think they're just wait did you say it was a nazi or I forgot what he said. Or was he a socialist Kenyan or whatever? Like all Fox News? One of those. (laughs) I can't remember. I can't ever tell anymore. All the Fox News rhetoric. I know. And Ted Nugent, I mean, he's still on his record label, (laughs) oddly enough. And he told Hillary to sit on his gun and bounce on it and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Sit on my phallic gun. (laughs) Right. You shrew. (laughs) Right. So for some reason, he stays on his major label. Um, So I think you just kind of... I th- did I, I just, just, did I just back myself into a yeah, corner here? You just kind of proved your point that they don't. It's not. It's not like anything that Rise Against ever says. Maybe count for maybe except for Hero of War is ever that controversial. That was maybe six just, years ago, Mike. Let it go. Yeah, but but I think like uh, you know they're just stating their political views. And Interscope is fine with that. So yeah. whatever we we know their political views. So let's just go back to not being a political band and making good yeah awesome i think they've, punk music I think they've proved their point for like we four got records it. we now. got it yeah. you, you're not going to change the world any more than you already have yeah like okay gay kids aren't going to kill themselves thanks to that one song and now <laughs> you're going to have to play it at every single show from now on and it's not a very good song but um yeah so get back to what you guys like doing you're only in your early 30s now yeah you got at least you got like two years they're gonna keep retired. on going i think until they're <laughs> They're, co- they're probably going to be like a band like Bad Religion who's just going to keep on going yeah. and writing music, I think. But keep on writing subpar music, yeah. unfortunately. They're going to be forgotten. Into their mid-40s. Yeah. So oh well. we'll get so, back to you in the so, mid-20s. So far, both of us are not feeling it, but uh, come the end of the year, that might change. This yeah. album was good enough. Good enough. It wasn't bad. I... Just like the rest of their stuff. It's not bad. 
It's just not particularly very interesting. But they don't owe it to us anymore. They, they say, don't. fuck you, Mike and Adam. That's right. We, we're about the 15-year-old gay kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tim McGrath's going to piss in our hands. <laughs> so let us know if you guys had a chance to listen to The Black Market. And if you're listening to this from our show notes, I'm going to put a link down below. And you can listen to the, enti- the album in its entirety over on uh, iTunes First Play. So uh, feel free uh, to let us know your thoughts. We would love to hear them. 